Welcome to Morning Living on Martha Stewart Living Radio. Hey there, 31 After. Good morning to you. It is football time. Perhaps what, what you goes, enjoyed watching the game already this week. What goes with football uh, besides sitting there and, and watching it? What are no, we not watching the game with no food. Of course, you need beverage and you need food. I say beverage because that goes along with food. And it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it has to be food. Yeah. That, I mean, that's they become synonymous with one another, and the games really go long. They do, and you know what? There's it's not like a baseball where there's many games. There's not as many football games. There's hardly there's a, a fraction of football games. So you celebrate, you get together, get some friends. Make some which we have right now, in fact, because Jamie Gwen is here with us, chef and author of Good Food for Good Times, and she's going to help put together our first football menu of the season. Hi there, girlfriend. Well, good morning to you. I'm very flattered to have some football fever this early in the season. Well, you know, you got to prepare. You know, the season started. We're ready to go. Thanks for asking my party menu because I have to agree with Betsy. You know, I love football, but the reason that we watch is so that we can have <laughs> a party, so that armchair quarterbacks can, you know, hold a bread bowl filled with hearty, hot goodness with one hand and a spoon with the other and still cheer. <laughs> hey, you know, there's a big question for you because you are a transplant. I was just going to ask that. Who do you for vote? Whom do you root? Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> New York or Los Angeles? It's hard, you see, because I'm very loyal to SoCal. You know that. I mean, I'm a California girl, but I'm more loyal to my mother, so I root New York. Oh, <laughs> uh, it goes back to mom, of course. Doesn't your mother help you, like, almost every day? So I would be loyal to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and yes, I am. Yes, we have the privilege of working together, and we love to throw parties together. And when it comes to football time, I put a piece of AstroTurf down in place of a tablecloth. I love that. Super fun, and when you're done, you just roll it up and throw it away, and you can find it at, you know, the hardware store or the big giant stores today, very simply. You could always roll out your ping pong table, um, or you could lay down green felt or your favorite tablecloth that simulates the football scene of, you know, maybe your color theme or otherwise, and then use white tape as the yard lines to simulate a field. And now everybody's in the spirit, right? Because they're all just talking about the decorations. Well, yeah. Then if the game gets to be, you know, not so exciting. You could you could make up a game. Right. <laughs> you on your talk own. Talk and, and eat. Uh, and eat is mostly what we're interested in doing. I mean, it is. That's You know, we've, we've come up with an entire culture of, of football-friendly foods, and they have to do with things that maybe you can make in advance and also things that, you know, are easy to eat. Yeah, they, I agree with you, Betsy. They have to have... I think a single utensil, fork and knife never really works. You've got a bunch of, you know, people, whether they're in your living room, I call that home gating, <laughs> or if you're actually tailgating and you've, you know, brought out the barbecue or the hibachi, the hibachi or whatever it is, a fork and a knife doesn't really do it. You need one utensil, and so that means that a spoon comes in really handy because, you know, a good double, triple batch of chili, I'm in. Or a hot, hearty sandwich that maybe you've wrapped with aluminum foil in advance and all the flavors meld and the bread. It doesn't get soggy. It just gets soft enough because it soaks up the sauce. Hmm. That's the ultimate end zone edible to me. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny, you, 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 in your description, it really is about prepping in advance. And, and I know people go to football games and in the parking lot, a lot of them are cooking. Yeah. But I do plenty of cooking at home. I was like a maniac last night. I actually would want to relax. I want it to be done. 
I have to agree, and I think the same rule applies to home, too, because you do get caught up in the game. So you leave the pot of chili on the stove, or you've made um, what is my version of the best sandwich you might ever have. You've roasted uh, pork, a big pork butt, in advance. I shared this recipe with you guys because I wanted you to make Italian porchetta sandwiches mm. and hopefully think what I think about this. Uh, it's like a, an Italian pork panini, but you roast the pork with fennel seeds and garlic and rosemary and red wine, and it's um, all wrapped in pancetta. Oh. And then you, you – oh, God, that's it. I think – I'm going to make this one. This yeah, I think so Brian good. just got excited. I just – what did you just say? I can't, I'm not really pork, comfortable pork actually butt? commenting on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I might make this one, um, although I will not you – know, you have to butterfly the, the pork. I will ask the butcher to do it. Yeah, it's really easy, and definitely ask the butcher to do it. Take the bone out or buy a boneless pork butt. And the secret is, though, to have the butcher butterfly it so that you can fill it with this spread of all the aromatics. You put the pancetta and the wine and the sage and the rosemary and the garlic and the fennel seed in the food processor, and you blend it until it's like pasty almost. This is quintessential fall. This is where we start to bring all the flavors of fall into our dishes, and this is like your go-to. This is going to be the go-to winter sandwich, too. It's going to bleed into the into the next season. I know it. And then when you, after you've butterflied or asked the butcher to butterfly the pork, when you spread that paste, you roll it up. It's like a roulade. And then you just roast it forever. And when <laughs> the, really low, a really low temperature. Yes, for five hours. No. And then when you unwrap the pork from the aluminum foil, and by the way, you want to marinate it a day or so in advance, too, because the pork turns that beautiful um, blush color. And then when you take it out of the oven and you let it rest, it comes apart like on its own almost. It falls apart. You don't even need two forks. Mm. So how do you how do you serve it? How do you like plate it, or or how do we how do we eat it? <laughs> you can you can slice it, mm -hmm. or you can shred it. And I toast some warm rolls. I like to butter them and then toast them. Mm. And I put the pork in. And I mean, you could be very indulgent and put out sort of a like a taco bar of sorts or a sandwich bar with pepperoncini and uh, maybe some arugula or a green or you know whatever you'd like. To I think you have a little cheese, a little queso sandwich. Oh, nice! Mm. I like that idea. I totally stole it from from uh, from City Field. Oh, where Pat oh, yeah. Frida has a yeah. steak stand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of cheese is it? Uh, well, that you know, they use what a Monterey Jack Mono, cheese on like, their think, steak yeah. sandwich. But you can use you can any, use any you know any any mild cheese, or I guess you could even go something less mild if you wanted to, like um like like. Gosh, I think you could have a shredded Asiago. That would be fun and sharp and delicious. Sure. Or you yeah. could go tart and fresh cheese, too. So you could consider, like, the crumbled goat. If you wanted to go big or go home, you could do crumbled blue and add a really big pungency here. I love blue cheese and pork together. It's a unique combination. And then I always put a crunchy fried onions on top oh. of the sandwich because you need that sweet caramelization to offset that that acidity that the wine adds to the rich pork. Mm. Oh, and then you just take a big bite over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat that with a shovel. <laughs> I know. I might just shovel it in. Well, you know. These are these are great because this is like you can make these this now and perfect it and and then you know if you don't make it right the first time which some of us don't 
then by, you know, uh, the ne- next month when it's maybe snowing or I don't think you can get this wrong, though. I don't think you can. I, because I you're, you're, No, you can't because, because it's it's wrapped in film. It's going to steam in its own juices. Yeah. And, uh, and there's no way that you can do this wrong. It's sort of like braising in a foil packet. And, Brian, I have to agree, this is foolproof. And the way that you can, I, I love your idea of perfecting it per se, but the way that you can master it and make it your own is to adjust the aromatics. I mean, you could change up the seasonings. You could add different, you know, whether it be fennel seed, you could put in coriander if you wanted. You could change the flavor profile of it, but the process of sort of braising in a foil packet doesn't change. Yeah. And it's going to make this gorgeous, uh, inexpensive, rich cut of meat just even more delicious. Can you add a little heat? I mean, how bad could it be? I I know. You you don't even need that. But could you add, like, a little heat? Could you add a little chili pepper or something? Or is that not going to be a good combination? Yeah, I think you definitely could add some heat. I would add it to the paste Mm -hmm. that you spread the middle of the pork so that it infuses in. And maybe it's in the form of cayenne. Um, or I probably would like to add the heat when you eat the sandwich. So some sort of chili underneath that cheese, but on top of the pork. Right. I like yeah. your style. <laughs> Maybe pickled. Oh. I'm big on pickles. Me too. I love them. All right, we got to get a couple more out of you. We need one other one one version of your chili, real quick, and also like a dip or a spread because it, it's football. Uh, of course, it's essential. Definitely, and I agree with you both because dips are necessary for... It's a requirement. You might as well not watch the game if you don't have one. (laughs) So I shared three dip recipes with John, and I think he's posting them. I have a hot crab dip. One of my favorites, yes. Really? Okay, and a quick queso dip. But since Brian loves the crab dip, should we talk that one? Yes, because it brings me back to um, the party dip that I used used to know and love. In the 80s. That's exactly oh, where I it's from. Right? So yes. everything great that I make, I stole from my mother. Well, so yeah. this is like crab rangoon, but not in the wrapper. And my mother always made this wonderful crab dip. And I, I think I've elevated it a little bit, only with my own favorite ingredients. But it's still just that best, delicious, ooey, gooey, bubbly, yummy stuff that, again, made way in advance, goes into the casserole and into the fridge. And then try to bring it to, you know... A, a closer to room temperature as possible before you put it in the oven. But it's a combination of crab meat, which comes from a can today very deliciously. Buy good quality um, crab meat, or you can buy fresh, of course. But um, cream cheese and heavy cream and Parmesan cheese, which adds the saltiness that you need, along with shredded jack, because one cheese is not enough, no. and some garlic and a few dashes of hot sauce for you, Brian. Thank you. And you mix it all together. And the cream cheese should be soft when you mix it all together. And then you bake it for 20 minutes at 375. And I like to put out um, pumpernickel bread or some sort of crostini or crackers. Um, you could make your own tortilla chips. I mean, you could twist it any way you like. But, Betsy, you're right. It's classic. Mm. I used Thanks. to bring that one to parties. But it, I didn't have the hot sauce. I had Worcestershire. Do you remember that, Jamie? Like, oh, yeah. That's and what you know added back then. I would add it now. Worcestershire's coming back. I think that it's one of those new umami. <laughs> uh, it's a resurgence. Uh, I'm going to make a new bumper sticker for my car. Worcestershire's back. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on Morning Living. Oh, wow. So um, that's, and then I have a silly recipe okay. that you guys are going to love. And I actually really like the fact that it's made with chicken. And the secret to making this cashew chicken chili is that you have a chili puree 
that you start with. Now, you use dried ancho chilies, and the dried ancho chilies get um, put into a saute pan or a skillet and browned, essentially. So you bring out all the aroma. You're toasting the whole chili, about a minute on each side. And then you remove the seeds and the veins, because that is where the heat is, but in a dried chili, it doesn't tend to be as palatable. And then you put the chilies in the blender with some chicken stock and some cashews. And the nuttiness of the cashews and the smokiness of the anchos and the chicken broth all come together in this chili paste. And then you go ahead and make a great chili base, you know, onions and garlic and cumin and chili powder. And then I use chicken thighs because dark meat tastes delicious. And I brown the chicken, and then I add the rest of the goodness, the tomatoes and the cilantro and all that good stuff. And then you cook it for about 45 minutes or so, so all the flavors come together. And then the chicken shreds off the bone so simply, just like the pork butt. And you put it back into the chili, and you have this just really rich, hearty, delicious chicken chili made with anchos and cashews, and it needs creamy sour cream on top and needs. all the... Yeah, it's <laughs> you want. It's essential. You need... I, I Don't you agree? Right. You know, if, you, if push can just shove for me, it's sour cream and yeah. it's grated cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah I shredded cheese. Yeah. And by the way, the chili is finished with a little bit of chocolate. And really? It, it, yes, because you've got that mole, that very, very subtle mole finish because of the anchos, the smokiness. And a little bit of subtle sweetness from the chocolate just rounds the whole thing out. I'm awesome. putting both of them in the uh, in the card catalog. Mm. I'm flattered. Thank That's you. Well, we do love a chicken chili. A quick question because someone's going to ask it, and I want the answer from you before we let you go. Uh, I when I use chicken thighs, uh, I can I I look for whatever the best price is. Uh, sometimes it's on the bone with the skin. Sometimes it's off, depending on who's got the sale. When right. you're making this chili, will you, you? I know you use it on the bone with the skin or without the skin. Without the skin, because I do find that it makes for a fattier chili that's hard to skim, different than a soup. So do look for skinless thighs. And if you can't find them with a bone, which bones just add flavor, then do it boneless. The chicken's going to cook as beautifully, and because there is this rich, delicious sauce, essentially, the chili itself, it's not going to dry out. It's going to stay um, just juicy and, and easily shreddable bone in or boneless, but definitely, Betsy, I agree with uh, you. I look for skin off, and I think it's... Well, you just pull it off. I mean, you don't pay extra for someone else to take the skin off your chicken. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, I agree with that. No, buy it with, you know, take the skin off, essentially. Buy it with the skin on, because it's significantly less expensive. There you go. Jamie awesome. Gwen, how can people find you online? I know you are. Thank you. ChefJamie.com. Lots of delicious inspiration there. And uh, thanks for including me in your morning. May the best team win, West Coast or East Coast. Okay, guys? That's right. He's a north-south, but ah. Jamie, you covered both coasts. Yeah. Jamie Gwen's a chef and author of Good Food for Good Times, and she's a friend of ours, and we love having her on the show with us. You have a great day, my love. Thank you. The same to you both. Bye. Good day in this weekend. Mm -hmm.